0: start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately. And I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray. And the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like mini, creamy lotiony things on his body. But I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning, he was like, Mom, my toes all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to active skin repair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order. When you use the code shameless, that's active skin repair.com use the code shameless for 20% off your order, active skin repair.com code shameless 399 show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 399. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. So many things to celebrate today, so many things to chat about. But first, I want to remind you that we have the plan and prep pajama party coming up. In January, on January 12th, it's the 2020 Plan and Prep Pajama Party. And this is a virtual workshop that you all are invited to. And I'm offering this because I offered it last year and it was a smashing success. So last January, I offered this for the first time and it was a three hour workshop where I had moms from all over the world. Yes, it was international. We all got on a call together on Zoom, a video conferencing app. And we Did Basically, I offered three mini sessions, mini coaching sessions in this three-hour workshop. And what ended up happening over the course of that workshop is that all of the attendees laid out their master plan for 2019. And I've now been collecting data from the mamas who were in that first workshop to hear how their years ended up playing out. And I'm getting some amazing, amazing stories. So let me tell you what Amber said. Amber's one of our members. So she actually did the plan and prep pajama party. And then from there, joined Momentum Mamas. And she's been a Momentum Mama since. So here's what she had to say about the plan and prep pajama party. The Shameless Mom Academy pajama party kicked off what turned out to be one of the most impactful and successful years of my adult life so far. During the workshop, Sarah provided me with the tools I needed to get unstuck from an unhealthy place in my professional life. I knew I needed ongoing accountability. And by joining Momentum Mamas after the plan and prep pajama party, I got just that. The combination of real tools and advice coupled with accountability and support helped me turn my dreams into realities in 2019 and create a plan for even bigger things in years to come. So Amber has been a shining star in the Shameless Mom Academy in this last year, but it really all began with her attending the plan and prep pajama party, showing up, getting clarity around her vision for the year, discovering what her purpose around her vision was so that she could connect her goals to a purpose, to a passion, and then putting together this 90 day action plan. So everyone who attends the workshop, we put together a 90 day action plan where you get a ton of clarity around how to take a big goal that might seem kind of big and lofty and break it into actionable steps. Down to the point that you know what the first step is you're, that you're gonna take after the workshop. So we break it down into 90 day action steps, we break it down into 30 day action steps, we break it down into one week action steps. It's a magical thing. So if you're like, yeah, I need some of that, I need some of that support, I need some of that inspiration, I need some of that guidance, I need some of that fire the shameless mom plan and prep jam party might be the thing for you. So go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party to get more information. Get yourself signed up. Space is limited. The workshops on January 12th. You can attend from anywhere in the world and I would love to see you there. Go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. And now let's go ahead and dive into what we're going to talk about today, which is super exciting. I want to talk about 400 episodes. 400 episodes of the shameless mom academy so yes i know this is episode 399 because as always on wednesday by the way christmas day if you're listening in live time wednesday is christmas day that will be episode 400 and so that will be a guest episode so i wanted to celebrate our 400 episodes today when i had you all to myself and talk about the four gifts of 400 podcast episodes And so I'm excited to talk about this. I'm excited to share. I'm definitely gonna be sharing some vulnerable things here. I thought this would actually be a really fun opportunity for me to talk about some of the behind the scene things that you all don't get an everyday glimpse at. Things that are happening in the background, things that look different than maybe they look on social media or things that play out differently than maybe they look on social media. So I think if you're nosy like me, you're gonna get some of the background dirt. So let's go. 400 episodes of this podcast. I have to tell you, when I started the show almost four years ago, I was not thinking about 400 episodes. I was thinking about like, let's just see how this feels. Let's just do this for a few months. So it's surreal to me that it's been 400 episodes. It's like very crazy. So I thought it would be fun for me to talk about four gifts, kind of unexpected gifts that I've gotten over the course of 400 episodes and give you a little bit of my reflection back in terms of what I've learned and what I take with me and really what I carry with me as I move through this. Because especially in the last few months, it feels like things happen at lightning speed. And I don't always feel like I have all the time to react that I want to have. And so it is really nice to be able to sit down and reflect on how far the show has come, where it's taken me, and all the unexpected gifts that have happened along the way. And I want you to all know what those gifts have been. And I want you to know because I want you to know that you're a part of it all. And I also want you to know for those of you who are looking at building your own thing to know what can happen when you get to be 400 episodes or nearly four years into something where you can get that glimpse into what makes it all worth it and some of the truths behind the scenes as well because I think that sometimes when we're starting something out we're like I don't even know if this will be worth it I don't know if this is the right thing to invest my time in so this might give you some clarity so the first big big gift is all of you and I knew from owning a gym and building a community of women at my gym, I knew that I really loved being connected in circles of women. I knew that I loved building community and leading community. I knew that that was extremely rewarding for me. But I didn't know how that would play out in this format in terms of me being in your ears, and not always being able to have a back and forth conversation. And I will tell you that The gift of all of you has been profound and has felt very, very real, even though I'm in your ear and you're not in my ear in many many cases, but I do get connection with you in so many ways. And so there's a relationship that is formed between myself and you all and my audience when I get to be in your ears and I don't take that lightly and I'm acutely aware of the honor that it is to be there. And then there's the gift of the relationships that I see happening between all of you. And so I see this happening in our Facebook group. In our Facebook group, I do get to communicate with more of you one-on-one, and there's definitely some of you who I see popping in there on a regular basis and commenting on things, and I get to comment back, and I feel like, oh my gosh, I know this person. Like, we're friends now, which is really fun for me. And then I see you communicating with each other, which is really awesome on a deeper level, I've seen in my membership community over at Momentum Mamas and over in Tenacious Mamas, which is my leadership mastermind, I've seen women get really, really close. I've seen beautiful friendships form and friendships to the point that like people are traveling across the country to visit each other. And they're talking to each other on a very regular basis via text or via video messaging on Marco Polo. And really just having deeply nurturing relationships with each other. And that is so, so cool for me to see. And I never expected that. I never expected that I could build a community where women could be connected in such big ways and have such rewarding relationships with each other. Now, with all that, I also feel like I've gotten to build great relationships with all of you. And this didn't hit me until Shameless MomCon last year. I felt like I had a great relationships with many of you online and in my membership community over at Momentum Mamas, for sure. But when I got to meet 50 of you in person at Shameless Con, it really, really cemented in my mind and in my heart how significant these relationships are that I'm building with each of you and how deeply I am connected to every single one of you, even if we've never met, even if we've never had a conversation. And any person that I met last year at Shameless MomCon for the first time in real life, I just felt like immediately like we were good friends who just hadn't seen each other in a while, but like could pick up right where we left off kind of a thing. It just felt easy and comfortable and so lovely and like such a gift. And so I did not expect that the gift of deeply nurturing thousands of people all over the world and how that would feel to me, to know that that was happening. And to be honest, one of the biggest challenges of Shameless MomCon and in when I hosted my Tenacious Mamas retreat in October was that I like wanna be your friends and hang out with you all the time. (laughs) And I'm like, how do I like just get to hang out with these people who are all over the country and all over the world? how do I just get to hang out with them? Like you all are my people for sure, for sure. And so that's been really, really awesome and really exciting to be able to feel like I've attracted the coolest ladies in the world into this community. And that's really, really fun and really exciting to me. So this episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called understood explains. So this is show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS. S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So when we do meet at Shameless MomCon 2020, I know you're all going to be there, right? So when I do meet you in real life at, at Shameless MomCon 2020, if it's the first time that we're meeting and you're like, oh, she's like overly friendly, it's because I just assume now that we're all best friends. So don't be weirded out when I give you a big huge hug and pretend like I've known you forever, because I literally do feel like I've known you forever at this point. So that's my first big gift is my relationships with all of you and seeing the relationships that you've formed with each other. The second big gift has been the relationships that I've formed with guests and this has been really interesting to me. When I first started the show, I was often very nervous asking people to come on the show and I always felt like I was asking for such a big favor, which felt very uncomfortable to me and I felt like, oh, like people don't have time to come on my little show and like you know, why would they say yes to me? And I was always nervous when I made the ask. And then I started realizing, as so many people said yes to coming on the show, I was like, oh, wait, I'm actually providing something that's really valuable. I'm providing something that's truly an honor. I'm saying to whoever the guest is, I'm saying, hey, come into my living room and have a conversation with me and a few thousand of my closest girlfriends, and which is basically how I consider you, the Shameless Mom listeners. And I realized, oh, wait, that's actually not a huge favor I'm asking for, it's actually an honor that I'm giving to my guests. And so that helped me get over my imposter syndrome to make better asks and to be better at asking in confident ways and it also helped me realize my worth and my value for sure that I have just as much to offer my guests as they have to offer my audience and that has been really, really enlightening. And then the other piece of this is recognizing that we are all so much the same. And when I first started the show, when I would ask a guest to come on, I very much had this feeling of like, oh, they're in like a very separate league from me, or they're like way bigger than me or much higher up, like in a higher hierarchy of awesome people, they're way higher than me. And I've learned over time that that's just stories that I was telling myself. And I've learned that through doing interviews. And I'm going to give you some examples in a minute some behind the scenes, which will be kind of fun and funny for you to listen to. But I've learned that we're so much the same. We're far more the same than we are different. And the people that I put on the biggest pedestals are super average, as it turns out. And so to give you some examples, I'll start with Dave Hollis. So I interviewed Rachel Hollis's husband a few months ago. It was earlier this year. I had Dave Hollis on such a pedestal, and I'm a, I hugely admire the work that he and Rachel do on such a big platform and the way they've built a business and scaled it the way that they have. I'm just totally intrigued by what they do. And so when I had him on the show, there was all this drama around the day we were recording because my neighbor, who is literally their yard is 10 feet from mine, if that, was cutting down two trees in their yard that day. And then the city was outside replacing a water line and they were like tearing up cement. So I spent that whole whole morning like running interference between like all these utility companies and like tree cutting companies because I had this interview with Dave Hollis which had taken me months to secure and I was so nervous that I was going to blow it by having like a tree being chopped down in the background and like ruining our audio and so I ended up in my closet doing this interview which I had never done before and what was so great is that as soon as I told Dave I was like Dave just so you know I'm in my closet and I knew that he and Rachel when they had made a move from California to Texas that they had had to record in a closet for a while because they didn't have a studio set up yet. And when I told him that, I was like, Dave, you're going to appreciate this. Like, I'm in my closet right now. And he's like, perfect. <laughs> he's like, this is how it's done. And we just had this like great repertoire from the beginning. I just felt super at ease with him. And I was like, we're all the same. Like, he's not a big deal, right? In my mind, I'm like, oh, he's a big deal because he has all these followers or this massive business, whatever. We're all the same. Another example is I got connected to Lex Vernon. So when Lex's team reached out to me, I was like, Oh my gosh, I see her in Facebook ads all the time. And in my mind, and we joked about this before I did the interview with her. In my mind, I was like, I see you in Facebook ads all the time. So I know you're like super successful and super famous. And she's like, awesome. I'm so glad my Facebook ads are working. (laughs) And it was such a moment. Like we both laughed so hard because this is literally how we put people on pedestals over super random things. So she's like, yeah, like I'm pretty average. I'm really not that cool. I just happen to have Facebook ads of like me and nice outfits. And, and, but this is the thing when you do something like that, when you show up professionally online in social media, people build the story in their mind of who you are and what you represent. And so in my mind, I'm like, she's a big shot. And so with the fact that her team reached out to me for her to come on the show, I was like, Oh, my gosh, I can't even believe like, I was so blown away. And then we had such a great laugh over like, Are you kidding me? Like, I'm famous for my Facebook ads. (laughs) So another example, another one would be Rachel Rogers. So Rachel Rogers, she's my business coach, I usually admire her. And we have done an interview swap in the last year. And again, like, I actually had the opportunity, she launched her podcast, I think it was a little over a year ago. And I actually had the opportunity to kind of support her through that and to give her some coaching around that, which was really, really cool. So she as she's really pushed me in uncomfortable ways to push me to grow my business and be of service in the best way possible. And in the biggest way possible to all of you, I got to push her in terms of her podcast launch. And that was really, really cool. That again, like her business is much bigger than mine. And she handles things in very different ways than I do and really pushes me in uncomfortable ways. Yet I still got to be of service to her. Because again, we're all the same. Like we all have areas where we don't know anything. And she did not know anything about podcasting. And I was like, oh, hey, I know about that. Like, let me help you out. So that was really awesome. Another one was Farnoush Tarabi. So when I had Farnoush on the show, she was another one. I was like, she's a big wig. Like she is does work with oprah she's on the news all the time like she's like a news correspondent kind of person and i interviewed her she interviewed me we completely hit it off and we've kind of stayed in contact just you know every now and then via dms in instagram but she's just an amazing resource and we had this automatic chemistry and again in my mind i'm like but she's friends with oprah like who am i to be speaking to her And it didn't matter. We complemented each other so well in the way that we were able to have a conversation and share certain talking points and share certain stories and certain ideas. And so I loved that I had that opportunity to be interviewed by her and to interview her. And it just, again, broke down that barrier to me around like, there is no hierarchy. And then the last one I'll share with you is my interview with Kara Lowenthal. I was so nervous for that interview. Probably one of the most nervous interviews I've ever done, if not the very most, because Kara is a strong personality. And I was like, I feel like she is not going to think I'm funny. Like, I'm going to say something that I think is funny. And then she's not going to think it's funny. And I'm going to be super uncomfortable. Like, that's just how I thought the whole conversation was going to be. And also, she's really funny, but really dry. So I just felt like I was very nervous. And I felt like... Unlike my other interviews where I was maybe a little nervous at the get-go, but then I felt like I immediately relaxed, I never felt that way with Cara's interview. I constantly, the whole time, was like, she is not liking me. This is not going well. And here's what was super interesting. We got done with the whole thing, and I just did not feel like I showed up well in that interview. So you can go back and listen if you want to hear me be super nervous. And we got done recording, and she's like, I hope that was okay. She's like, I'm just like not feeling my best today. I was like, "Oh, are you kidding me?" Like, <laughs> she's not feeling her best. I was like, "I was so not feeling my best." And so it was so refreshing to hear from her, like someone who I just thought was so on top of her game all the time. And for her to be like, "Yeah, I'm not sure if that was my best work. Like, let me know if if you're not cool with it. And I was like, no, like it was so good. And I felt like I was not at my best. So again, we're all so much more alike than we are different. But yet when we're starting new things or we feel like someone else has been at something for longer than us or experienced a greater levels of success than us in a certain area, we feel like they're way above us. And that's just typically not true. That is a self-limiting belief. And that is a construct that we often make up in our heads that's just not true. So I want to really challenge you. I gave you all of those examples, some of which felt a little (laughs) embarrassing to share. And I give you all those examples for you to really push yourself in terms of opening up conversations and opening up opportunities for yourselves and getting over yourself to make things happen. I had to get over myself over and over and over. I still routinely have to get over myself over and over and over to make things happen. And I constantly just remind myself, like, whatever happens in this situation, I'm going to be able to provide value to other people. Even if it's really hard, if it's scary, even if I fall flat on my face, there will be a good story to tell that will provide value to other people. And so I'm just going to keep pushing forward. My third gift. So the third gift of 400 episodes has been vulnerability. So vulnerability wins. And I have felt this over and over again. And every time I do an episode where I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I should talk about that, or, oh, this is going to be hard or uncomfortable, or I don't want to mess it up. It always pays off. And it pays off in terms of it pushes me and it pushes me to grow. It pushes me to be really thoughtful and intentional about my words. It pushes me to be thoughtful and intentional about my purpose. And so some examples of that would be sharing my IVF story and choosing to share that in live time as it was happening. That was extremely challenging for me. And I will say, and some of you have heard me talk about this before, when I talked about going through that experience, when we started out that journey, I felt super comfortable talking about it. I was like, no big deal. Just over here going through IVF. Like, whatever. Here's my shots in my belly. Here's a picture. It's all good. Because I felt very detached from the outcome when we started that process. I felt like no matter what happens, I'm fine. We've already hit the jackpot with Vinny. If this doesn't work, we're good. If it does work, great. I felt like there was pros and cons to either side. But when it didn't work, I did not expect to be devastated. I did not expect the grief. And that grief lasted for three years. So it's been three and a half years now. And it's only been in the last six months that I really feel like I've recovered from that. And when I had to show up and talk about that in live time, it was extremely challenging and very excruciating. And if you go back and listen to my episode called IVF, the end, which if you Google shamelessmom.com and then put in quotes, IVF, the end, you'll find the episode, I had to show up and record that two days i think it was one or two days i don't know it was like super short after i got the results that i had had this one egg or this one embryo that turned out to not be viable um, it had a bunch of chromosomal damage and after i found that out and i had to go do the recording i just remember feeling like oh my god i don't even know how i'm gonna have this conversation and i was so upset i was so distraught Vinny was here in the house with our nanny who i adored but i just like didn't want to be sitting here crying with like other people in my house and It was just really, really, really hard. I mean, when you listen to that episode, like it sounds really hard. But I also know that the feedback I've gotten from that level of vulnerability and showing up that day made it totally worth it. Would I do it again? I don't know. But I do know that I've learned a lot from that sharing that process. And I've gotten to connect with people in a really special way because of the way I shared that process. Another example around vulnerability winning is talking about race, which I did earlier this year, and talking about my own white privilege. And that was really uncomfortable for me as well, because I was so sensitive around not wanting to screw that up, and not wanting to say something wrong or or offensive. I didn't want to misrepresent anyone. I felt like there was a lot of risk having that conversation. And I was very concerned that I was going to like flub something. let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Which I said all that at the beginning, but I also felt very strongly that I couldn't let discomfort keep me in a bubble because that's what white people do. Like, we're like, well, I don't want to get too uncomfortable with this conversation around race. So I'm just going to not say anything and pretend it's not a thing, which is super, super not cool, white people. So I was like, I have to talk about this. I have to talk about my privilege. I have to talk about what. I am choosing to do about that, how I'm choosing to talk to my son about it, how we're looking at this in our family, how we're addressing this in our community as a family, how I'm addressing it in my community online as a female who wants to elevate other women and elevate women of color, like just so many pieces of it. So I decided to talk about it. I was very nervous about it. I'm so glad I did. I'm still uncomfortable talking about it. I still don't necessarily feel like super qualified. I'm still very worried about saying the wrong thing about like, I don't want to come across as like a white savior, like trying. So I'm just constantly trying to be really conscientious about how I talk about race, and also not ever letting myself off the hook, in terms of the discomfort that I have around that and letting that stop me from being involved in these conversations. And so those are a couple ways that vulnerability has won in terms of it's I've pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I've opened myself up to conversations that have been uncomfortable for me personally or just uncomfortable in the current landscape of the world. And I've gotten really great feedback. And I've also taken feedback from other people who maybe have had other things to say, or, you know, have not agreed with me on everything or have had wanted to push me in terms of how I could say things maybe differently or grow in my perspective in different ways. And I've also talked about that publicly as it's happened, I've definitely talked about times where I have messed up things as it's really as it relates to race in my community. And I've talked about that really openly. Also, that's very uncomfortable, but that's not, again, that's not a reason to not have the conversation. And I think that the win in all of that is for us to all see how we can do better. And so I think that's really, really important for us to all see how we can do better. And so like, I'm happy to take one for the team. If I can like completely screw it up and you all can learn from me. Cool. (laughs) Like, Let's go. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's learn together. Fourth win is that I've really, really come around to recognizing that it's never as great as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. And as someone who really lives in black and white and really has a hard time finding that gray medium, this has been really crucial and especially in the last year. So I'm someone when things are great, I'm like on top of the world. And when things are, when there's a hint that something might not be great, I am like consumed by trying to fix it and by worrying about it and being super anxious and like trying to figure out how I can fix it immediately and just being like hyper reactive about the situation. And so I've had to really embrace that it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. So things are always fine and things will always be fine. And there's a lot of situations and scenarios that I've been in where I go into these alarmist states of like, oh, my gosh, the world is falling apart, and I'm never going to be successful. Or I'm on this other high that's like, everything's amazing, and I could never falter. And those are both so wrong. (laughs) And so the truth is right in the middle. It is always fine, and it always will be fine. And when things seem really, really great, there's always things happening behind the scenes that make them not as great as they seem. And when things are really, really hard and really bad, there's also things happening that make them not as bad as they seem. So some examples around this have been one really key example is around downloads and metrics. And so the algorithm for Apple Podcasts has changed in the last year pretty dramatically, and it's really impacted my show. I used to be really highly ranked in my category. I was in New and Noteworthy for three years in five different categories. Like all these rankings really helped me. And numbers matter in podcasting when you have sponsors especially. And so iTunes changed their algorithm and literally overnight, my rankings everywhere just completely fell. And my downloads as a result, my show did not get as much exposure my download numbers have shifted. And so, and they've gone down. And this has been something that I would traditionally lose my mind over and like be sleepless over and super stressed out. And I've had to really recognize like I can't control the Apple algorithm nor can any other podcasters. And Apple is very much like Facebook. They make everything very complicated and like you they don't tell you anything publicly. So you're just always left to guess. And so I've had to recognize that like my numbers can completely fall anytime. They can also jump anytime. And I have to just always be okay with like that my numbers are my numbers, whatever. (laughs) Like they're not a reflection of my worth. They're not a reflection of my value. They're not a reflection of my the care that I have for you, and they're not a reflection of your commitment to me. And recognizing all that has been really, really helpful and really keeping myself aware of that also. Another piece of this is that all the things that happen in front of you, the things that you all see where things look really big and shiny and they're maybe not as shiny on the back end. So every time you see me on social media on a stage or doing something that looks really awesome that I've been invited to do, I will tell you, there's been at least three rejections for every single time. And I'll tell you, that I actually was telling my husband the other day, I was like, I'm gonna like do a social media post about this at some point. The amount of times I have applied to speak at events, especially women run events, by the way, where I don't even get a response back that I didn't make the cut. I just get the updated event information that's like, we've chosen our speakers, here they are. And then I'm just like not included. And it's so disheartening because I will spend hours filling out a speaker application and I know I'm a freaking good speaker. And I have my own live event, I have 400 podcast episodes, I have a multiple six figure business built around this. So to get rejected without any explanation, or to not even get the rejection, to not even have them to not even have someone who has a business around events, to have the decency to like, say, hey, thanks for your application, but we've decided to go with someone else is really bothersome to me. So when you see me on a stage, when you see me at a cool event, just know that there's been at least three other rejections that have happened behind the scenes, easily, easily. And so again, it looks real great on the stage sometimes and it's never as great as it seems. It's not like I get like every speaking gig, right? I get very few of them actually, which is why I built my own stage. Another piece of this is having my event itself, Shameless MomCon 2019 was amazing. It was so great. And I went into that event I planned it really quickly. I had people advising me on budget and on expectations. And I'll be honest, I wasn't a super good listener. So everyone told me, if you're going to do a live event, it's going to cost at least twice as much as you expect. And I was like, yeah, no, like, I'm going to be really good at sticking to a budget. It's fine. The same thing happened to my wedding, by the way. And so I hosted the event. It was amazing. It was phenomenal. And also, it was twice as expensive as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. And so I learned a lot. So another example of like, I had this event. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. And then I got the bills. And I was like, oh, my gosh, not amazing. Not amazing at all. (laughs) And so really finding that middle ground of like, it's fine. This was a very successful event in terms of impact. And now I know moving forward what I need to do next year in terms of working with a budget. And so here's the bottom line of all of it is that we're pretty much all in the middle. <laughs> and so all the time. And that's just fine. Like there's a few outliers. There's a few people maybe who are like always at the top. I don't know. Or there's a few people who are always at the bottom, or life, life just consistently hands them lemons. But for the most part, we're all in the middle. There will always be people doing more than us. There will always be people doing less. There will always be people so many things going on around you and you can choose what you want to see and you can choose what you want to own and embrace. And so when you look, I mean, I see this all the time with social media where people are like, Oh my gosh, I just need to get to 10,000 people on my Instagram so I can have the swipe up feature, or I just need to get to X amount of downloads, or I need to get to whatever milestone. And we always think we're going to get to that thing. And it's going to be like, that's the thing that makes everything so successful. And the reality is not necessarily like you're going to get to that thing. And there's going to be a whole host of problems that come with it and you're going to be just fine. And you're also going to have a bunch of things that go wrong and you're going to be just fine. And so really recognizing that as a is a gift for me, especially as someone who really struggles with anxiety and with not having control and really needing predictability recognizing that it's never as great as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems and it's all going to be just fine It's something that I've really, really had to embrace myself, embrace with this business and with the podcast and in terms of my mental stamina as I've worked toward growing the whole thing. So those are my four gifts from 400 episodes. And lastly, I just want to say Thank you so much to all of you. I can't tell you how much it means to me to have you in this community, to be able to be a part of your life on a weekly basis, sometimes on a daily basis, if we're connected on social media. It is not lost on me that you have a lot of options in terms of podcasts and communities and places to go. And so the fact that you choose to be here means a ton to me. I do not take it lightly. It is amazing that I get to be in the space with you and it is profoundly profoundly impacted my life and so I just want to say thank you so so much for everything that you all have done to help me grow the show for every time you've left a comment you've shared on social media you've told a friend for every time you've left a message for me or left a review for me like anything that's let me know how the show has impacted your life all of that matters I get to see all that and it fuels me and it lights me up every time I get to hear that like because of the Shameless Mom Academy, I made this decision, or I decided to go after this challenge, or I met this goal. Oh, my gosh, I mean, that is 100% what keeps me going. So I just want to thank you for being a part of this with me and being in it with me, because I do not feel like I'm alone in this. And I will tell you, when I first started this off, I sat and recorded 12 episodes in my office before I launched. And I felt like here I go by myself into like into the big unknown. And I Ever since launch date on March 15th, 2016, I have not felt alone for a single moment. I've always felt like I am here with you and I'm here basically like holding hands with you as we go skipping through the fields. So it's been such an honor. I'm so, so excited. If you are listening to this live and you celebrate Christmas, it is Christmas week. So Merry, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy holidays if you celebrate anything else this time of year. And I hope that I get to see you all soon at the plan and prep pajama party. So definitely go check that out. If you go to shamelessmom.com pajama party. And thank you. Thank you again for 400 episodes of shameless awesomeness.